Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Lessons from the Waiting Room with Susan Hemingway. This is where we learn about waiting on God and the lessons that can be learned along the way. Here's today's episode. get real with you here right now. In my previous podcast, I talk about uh, desperation versus hope. And I talked about how people can sometimes be so desperate for something from God that they think that they should have because they've done all these things for God and what they want is not a bad thing to want, that they can get kind of upset with God and have this feeling of desperation. So today I'm going to talk to you about my longest and hardest waiting room that I've ever been in. And that is waiting for a husband. Before I jump into that, I need to point out something that we need to fix as a society of believers. We need to stop telling our young girls that one day they will be a wife and mother. That is not the case for every woman. If you don't believe me, just look around. How many Christian women do you know who have never been married or never had children? I'm not talking about a woman who is widowed or a woman who's had a divorce or separated. I'm talking somebody who has never been married. Look around your church. I'm sure you'll find some. There is no verse in the Bible that says God promises you a husband and children. If you have a single friend who is getting on in years, stop telling her that there's someone out there for you or every pot has a lid. I totally get it. Women love romance and we want to see everyone paired up. But what if that's not God's plan? Believe it or not, when you tell your single friend that there is someone just around the corner for them, you might think you're giving them hope, but you're actually causing them to stumble and disturbing their peace. We may hope that there is a match for all of our friends, but we don't know that there is one. If you want to encourage your single friends, encourage them to draw closer to Christ Tell them to pray about what type of husband God wants them to have, if any. And tell them to pray that God's will is done in their lives, no matter what their marital status is. So let's go back to my waiting room of singleness. In my single waiting room, I hoped for a husband fervently, desperately, and I was afraid that God would not find me worthy of such a gift. Now, there's all sorts of problems with this thought process. If God wants to give you something, he's going to give it to you. If that thing, whatever it is, in this case, a husband, is not right for you at the moment or not right for you at all, it doesn't mean that you're not worthy because I'm going to let you in on a little secret. 
None of us are worthy for any gifts that God wants to give. We all fall short of the glory of God. We are all sinners. There is none righteous, no, not one. All of that is in the book of Romans. You can check out chapter three and chapter six. And I'm here to tell you, none of us is worthy of anything. So every gift that God gives to us is given because he wants us to have it. It has nothing to do with our unworthiness. Since I was afraid, and we know that fear is not of God, the Bible says that the that God does not give us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. That verse is from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. But since I was afraid, I had no peace about my marital status. So it wasn't just the fact that I didn't have a husband and I wanted to have a husband. I didn't have any peace about being single either. There was just no peace about my marital status whatsoever. I had times of contentment. And I'm sure that that was of God. But the longing to be a wife never went away. Now, to understand what that was like, you need to know how long I was in that waiting room. I'm sure I was asking for a husband in my 20s, but I was also in a few relationships at the time. So I was not really waiting for a husband. When I turned 30, the relationship stopped and I was left alone, or so I thought, in a stark white waiting room. Antiseptic smelling, no softness to it whatsoever, totally alone in there. Now, if you've listened to any of my previous podcasts, we've established the fact that when you're in a waiting room, when you're waiting on God for something, you are waiting with God. So I was never truly alone, but I couldn't see that because I was desperate in my waiting And I was so focused on what I was waiting for that I couldn't see who I was waiting with. And I couldn't see things that God was doing in other parts of my life that were good things that might not have been that husband that I wanted, but they were still good things and good things for my life. Anyway, the years went on by and by about 21 years worth. And then I stepped out of that room and into a relationship with a godly man. It was a God-centered relationship. I know that God brought us together. To sum up that relationship, it was a relationship that God wanted for both of us at the time, but it was not a relationship that was meant to last. I thought it was because surely it must be I've waited so long for this relationship to happen and we um, were God-centered in our relationship and everything was lining up and I know that I met him there because of God there were so many things that directed me in that direction but it was not God's will for it to continue beyond a, a single season of time so when the relationship ended I still wanted a husband so I was technically back in the husband waiting waiting room But it no longer looked like this stark white, antiseptic smelling, no softness, being in their completely alone waiting room. 
it was now a soft, comfortable place to be because I had somebody waiting in there with me, and that is Jesus. So now, at this point, after that relationship was over, I started waiting not with an earthly goal, but with a heavenly goal instead. You see, going back to what I said earlier, there is no guarantee that God has a husband for me. There's nothing in the Bible that says that I will have a husband or that any woman will have a husband. There's nothing that says you are guaranteed this thing. I don't know what the future holds. There could be a husband in my future. There might not be. But I have learned and am learning to be content. As a result of the last waiting room, I feel much closer to Christ and I'm a lot freer in my spirit. And there is definite truth in there. I honestly do not recognize myself anymore. I used to be this girl who loved to plan and script everything. And if you don't know what scripting is, it's like every time you're getting ready to go to uh, meet a new person or you're going um, to, out with your friends or whatever, that if you're going to have an important conversation, that you are scripting what you're going to say and what you think they're going to say and what you think is going to happen. And it's like you're trying to write your own story, like you're a novelist um, writer for your own story. That's not how life works. That's not good because God wants us to live in the here and now. He doesn't want us to live in the if and when. Because before I even finish recording this podcast, God could take me home. It's as simple as that. I do not know the time or day when that will happen. So I have to live for the here and now and not the if and when. With the help of the Holy Spirit, I go through my day one task at a time for the most part. Another thing I learned was to trust and rest in God. This practice of trusting and resting in God fertilized the fruit of peace in my spirit. This piece is amazing. I'm sure you've heard the verse before about the peace of God that passes all understanding. The verse is Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, with prayer, thanksgiving, and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. This indiscernible peace started in one area and has spread throughout the whole garden of my spirit. Imagine planting a beautiful flower in one little part of the garden and it's spreading out to take over the whole garden and complementing the other flowers that are there. That is what the peace of God that passes all understanding does. Once it starts to grow in you, it's not going anywhere. It's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Now, how did I get to this peace? Well, that is when I was in my old waiting room, the one that was stark white, and I was desperate for 
a husband because that is the gift, the one gift that God is not giving me. And why would you dare hold that back from me, Lord? Because that is the thing that I want most of all. And you know that I've done all these great things for you. So why, 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 why? So this little temper tantrum that I was having on a regular basis over my marital status and not being content with what God had given me in my life outside of that, during that time, I didn't realize it, but because I was doing other things like keeping spending time in God's word, memorizing God's word, going to church, spending time with other believers, sharpening each other as far as like, will you pray for me for this? Will you hold me accountable for this? That God was using all of that to help me to be able to get over this desperation. And the last piece of the puzzle was for me to be in this relationship, the one that I thought was going to be the end all to be all. The reason that was the last piece of the puzzle was it was like God just used that relationship to say, okay, this is what a relationship could look like. If I decide to give you a husband, this is what it could look like. And I had never been in one that was that particularly God-honoring way. And during the relationship itself, I continued to go back to God and say, you know what, I would really like this to be the real thing. I would really like this to be the long-lasting thing. But if you don't want it, I don't want it. And that was what I would say over and over again. If God isn't in it, then I can't want it. So even though I didn't know for sure that God was going to end the relationship, I still wanted to make sure during the relationship that I kept God first, no matter what, with the understanding is I'm really glad I'm in this relationship. I can see how it would be a great one to continue. But if you're not in it, I don't want it and I can't want it. So the Holy Spirit was really working on me to trust and rest in God during that whole relationship and to keep coming back to him. So as a result of that, the peace of God that passes all understanding started to grow within my life. So let me just give you a little picture of this peace of God. Recently, a family member had to stay in the hospital three different times over the course of a month. During that time, COVID-19 was running rampant and there was added concern that they would contract the virus. They were in the hospital for a different reason. Everyone in my family was worried, but I wasn't. No, I didn't have any sense that, that they were going to survive. It's not like I had a, like a, a word of knowledge that God was going to save this person and they were going to live, you know, longer life and all that. It was just that the peace of God, the I don't know what will happen, but he does scenario. I couldn't even make myself worry. God's peace made no room for the weed of worry to grow. None of that was Susan. None of that was Susan. All of that was the Holy Spirit. Every little bit of it was the Holy Spirit. There is not one good thing in me other than the Holy Spirit. So the waiting room that I'm currently in has no earthly goal. Marriage, change of job, relocation, all things that I've waited for in the past 
are not the focus at all. If God does not change a single circumstance in my life, I am content. I tell you, it is freeing to not have an agenda. Absolutely freeing to not have an agenda. No desire that I'm constantly begging for or wringing my hands over. In truth, you know what? I think I am not in a waiting room at all. I think I'm in a learning room. And isn't that the purpose of all waiting rooms? To learn? I have learned so much about myself, but I have learned far more about God. And I know that I have only scratched the surface because we only see the mere edges of his ways. I don't even think I've learned a fraction of an edge. That is why I want to learn more and more. I hope that whatever you are waiting for in this life, that you are waiting with hope and waiting with God and learning from your time with him in the waiting room and that you're not waiting in desperation. I hope that your waiting room is a learning room too and I hope that it is a nice cozy room with whatever your favorite colors and favorite fabrics and favorite couches and plants and flowers and animals or whatever thing that you really like that gives you peace and joy. I pray that that is what is in your waiting room. If it's not, I encourage you to spend time with God daily, to continue, even if you still have a sense of desperation, to continue to go to church, to be accountable to other believers, to spend time in fellowship, to listen to God's word from other people, to spend time in God's word yourself, to memorize scripture, to pray to him, to journal to him, to just focus every effort that you can on growing your relationship with Christ. And trust me when I say, it may take a year, it may take five years, it may take two decades, but you will eventually get to the point where the peace of God that passes all understanding will start off in one corner of the garden of your spirit and spread out and take over everything else in your life. That's the end of today's episode. Until next time, I hope that you have a wonderful, peace-filled day.